sentire media. Hey there, podcasters. Thank you so much for downloading our little podcast from Italy. I am Jason, joined by my wife, Ashley, and today is the 16th of January, 2016, 9 a.m., smack dab in the morning, fire lit, a little bit of snow on the ground. Good morning, my love. Good morning. Ciao tutti. It is... Yes, it was kind of, uh, again, unexpected. The last two snows we've had, they have missed that on the forecast. <laughs> and uh, woke up to a little snow. It was quite lovely. The uh, air has changed. It's been warm. It's been warm. We've had winds out of the south, warm African air, and it's flip-flopped, and now we have them coming out of the north. Um, What's that little airspeed thing called? The little thing outside on your weather station? I don't know. The weather vane is going the other direction, and it never does. There you go. <laughs> oh, God, I did it. I did it. I'm sorry. I'm trying. I Jason's had some conversations with me, first about holding the mic steady, which I finally have been trying to do. But now I hold it too steady, and when I have my big booming laughs, I overmodulate, and I blow your ears out. Sorry, guys. I yeah. will try to I wrote laugh the, I wrote the time down. I'll fix it. <laughs> These microphones are good, but if you talk away, like, see, right now I'm talking, I just move my mouth to the side of it, and you don't hear it very well at all, so. And I have a problem of talking with my hands and getting excited and moving, and, or zoning out and moving my head over somewhere else, and I finally got a hold of the mic at the right spot, but. We digress. Yes. Um, <laughs> Saturday morning, uh, Saturday morning, sunny as crap outside. We have a lot to talk about, so let's jump right into all it. All right. Well, a week ago, today, we woke up in sunny and warm beautiful barcelona that's right um i had a great opportunity to work with the mercer hotel um and put together some (gasps) social media and um some great little video clips to highlight their new hashtag mercer style and we had a gorgeous little weekend getaway it was really nice normally we stay um a bit uh, north of, if you kind of are thinking of Barcelona and the map and looking at La Ramblas, uh, like the totally insane touristy street. And then you have, um, just above that, you have Plaza Catalunya, and then you keep going up and you get towards, um, Exemplia, I think was the name. I was trying to practice it the other day. Keep in mind, our podcast is really not... If you're looking for a, a factual, like, <laughs> people research it out and know exactly what they're... Yeah, keep no, going. No, no, no. That's not us. But we stayed this time in the Gothic Quarter, and it was um, much closer to Barceloneta and Elborn and the more um, kind of southern, north... north um, I guess north of the city, north of La Ramblas, if you're looking at the map. Um, yeah. yeah, I think so. Um, really nice little neighborhood. It was really fun. Um, because I am spastic, within 20 minutes of landing, <laughs> or I should say of getting out of the cab, we're like, oh my gosh, this is so nice. And it was snowing when we left, and it was so warm out. It was like 16 degrees at 10 o'clock at night. We're walking around thinking, man, we just didn't even pack right. This... It is so much warmer than we expected. This is great. We have two nights and we can walk around and do all this stuff. And I trip and fall walking across a <laughs> intersection and basically refracture my big toe, which is awesome. So that totally sucked. And I could barely 
hovel around. Um, so we spent a lot of time at the hotel, which was great. And I was, like I said, able to take a bunch of photos and videos. And you can check those out on um, our blog, nhmblog.com, or on um, YouTube at uh, No Half Measures Films or on Vimeo through my page, Ashley Bartner. And um, I've been posting some of them on Instagram as well. But it was a gorgeous hotel. Didn't you think so, Jay? Um, yeah, well, yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I've been talking a lot, so I thought I'd bring you in on this. No, it was it was really, really, I, I was just going to let you know, it was really nice. Um, the rooms, at, were, the rooms huge. were huge. It was it, uh, my brother was most impressed that everything in the mini bar was furry. <laughs> yes, like, uh, we were talking to him, and we're like, "Yeah, everything." Yeah, everything. He was like, "What about the mini bar?" I was like, "Actually, yeah." He was very the little luxuries. I, you know what you loved? I think so much breakfast. Breakfast was really nice downstairs. Well, Jason mentioned that it was a chef that cared because the poached eggs were perfect. I loved it. And you got to read the paper in English, which was a little luxury. That was really really nice. nice. And um, then we got to try their tasting menu for their new lunch menu, as well as their, uh, we got to try their entire new uh, dinner menu, which was really spectacular and hysterical because all the staff was like, who are you guys? Why are you trying this menu when no one else has? (laughs) And and we thought, wow, we felt pretty cool. But um, it was Gorgeous. It was really good. Some of the highlights. Um, he made a ball of foie gras mm. with coconut on the outside and bitter, bitter chocolate on the inside, which was really nice. The, that was beautiful. That was how we started dinner. The, the fatty foie gras and the cho- and the bittery chocolate were great. The only thing I would recommend is a little bit of salt. I agree. A little rock salt on there would have been it, it so nice. Then he did um, in a little box of toasted sunflower seeds he did um crispy salt cod or bacala skin this was so good it was really good <laughs> i've never even and thought about doing the presentation like was so cool like they bring you the little box and shake it and uh, then kind of up comes the pieces of the skin um and well it's ingenious because it's really hard to keep once it leaves the fat and hits the air there's moisture in the air and it'll make it Soft. slightly soft but since he puts it in the hot uh sunflower seeds and takes it to the t- the sunflower seeds are sucking off the um the moisture it's in- it's ingenious it is the other thing that was ingenious that you loved was the again bacala but with the um kind of tart green apple puree or sauce yeah um a beautiful piece of uh tempura not a thick tempura very fine very light skin of tempura mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like when you do the um uh uh di zuka. yeah very similar to you know? that batter super mm-hmm. super thin and to just give it a little crunch and then it was in a um uh green tart apple sauce which i've never thought about pairing green apples and salty bacala it was but it's so, so nice. good it was, it was really, really bright it was beautiful and oh my gosh for me the standout was the tobacco gelato with, tobacco gelato with, oh my gosh car- with salted caramel. salted caramel and a chocolate crumble on the bottom this was amazing at first i thought interesting a chocolate all right um tobacco gelato and everything was paired with a beautiful different white wine um from the region and really nicely done and this was um paired with a port a really smoky port and it was perfect and 
Oh, that tobacco. It was... It was made with the extract of tobacco, so it's not like they grind up tobacco leaves. No, but tell them the sensation, because um, this is what was so didn't, yeah, first addictive. First, you didn't really taste it, and then it's like when you, if you ever take a drag of a cigar, a puff of a cigar, it gets you, it kind of burns the back of your, of, in the back of your mouth, in the back of your throat. Not, not burning, burn, but tingle. Tingle and warms, mm-hmm. and it just, you're like, oh my God, and then with the salty caramel it was, it it was, was working. Really nice. It was working. Never had anything like it. it was I great. felt like I had a cigar at the end of the meal. And the chefs um, are all Italian. And it made me think of very Italian also of the grandma at the end of the meal having a cigarette at the end of the table or in the back of the kitchen. And it just – it brought up so many senses. It was really, really nice. We got to feel like big shots for we did. 48 hours. We did. But I hope they – and uh, it was really fun making these videos, like I said. So I hope you guys go and check them out. I still have um, another one or two to post as well. Um, but why Barcelona? We traveled to Barcelona a few times a year uh, for a few reasons. One, there is always a nonstop – I'm sorry, direct super cheap flight from either Ancona or Florence or Bologna near us directly to Barcelona. Number two, great food. Great food. Good weather. Mm-hmm. Good people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's a city now that we have come to know. So we can – like this was great to explore a different neighborhood. And uh, when we land, we kind of – land rolling in the sense of we know where we're going we know what we want to do we've um eaten at all a bunch of the restaurants we want to so now we can have some other experiences and it was great oh something else i wanted to mention before i forget yes this was uh, a beautiful luxury hotel but something that's really cool is that it is also a very sustainable hotel they do the shopping for the restaurant um at the local markets at uh, the big, I forget, La Bocaria. Uh, then they have a beautiful little herb garden on their rooftop terrace, which I just loved with all of the um, lavender and rosemary and oregano and all of that. Plus the owner, I love this the most. He <laughs> has a garden just outside of the city. He has a villa and he has a beautiful garden. And so he helps grow a bunch of the produce that is then used in the kitchen. And I think that is such a untold story uh, that it's really cool. How about that also the hotels built into the Roman ruins? That is awesome also. So Ro- um, Barcelona used to be a Roman settlement, um, fortification, and it was their old, Ro- uh, old, old Rome, old Barcelona was surrounded by a wall with 76 towers. And this hotel is located in the 28th, third or 28th shoot now i can't remember um tower and what is really cool is the bar and the restaurant is located in the old wall that connected the towers and that is just so awesome let me see here did i write it down i think i did shoot um but no the the history was cool 28 20 they're number 28 and when you walk through the gothic quarter you can see they've taken a lot of Mm -hmm. the store some of the shop fronts that had ruins in it i think the uh the municipality took it over and they made it into like a little museum kind of so or just like a glass window yeah. and you can see in through what it was yeah yeah it was a little preservation was, yeah really cool so barcelona check it out if you ever uh if you're ever stopping in Europe, we love Barcelona. And you can stay there for a night or two and then rent a car or take a train and go all yeah, over every- Spain, France, Portugal. Beautiful. 
Highly recommend it. <laughs> but getting <laughs> oh there, getting there was. Uh, we'll tell you a quick story about getting there, uh, which was an adventure all, all to them. Oh my so. gosh! So I got a little nervous realizing, oh shit. Right before our trip, well, not right before, in December, I sent my passport to the consulate in Rome to be renewed. And it said four weeks. <laughs> and if you do the math, I should have had it when we were leaving. But Jason was like, are you insane? Why are you doing the math? This is first off Italy, second of all, during the holidays. There's no math you can do that's going to tell you when your thing is going to arrive. So I made a copy of my passport, or I printed out a copy that I had, and I have my Italian driver's license, which is a EU driver's license. I have my permesso di soggiorno, my permission to stay, which is valid. And I have my um, residency card, which looks super fake, but is real. <laughs> and I thought, well, I'm armed with three Italian documents and my my copy. Let's see what I got. And we go to leave. And it's uh, I'm starting to get a little nervous. And Jason's like, just relax. We're in Italy. Are you kidding me? And... I give her my driver's license and she says, do you have anything else? And I said, yeah, here's my, um, residency. And she sees that and it says I'm from America. And so she's like, well, do you have your passport? And I said, no, <laughs> it's in Rome. And she said, wait over here, call someone down. They, um, look at everything and they go, you're an American citizen. They didn't ever look at my copy of my passport. And I said, yes. And they said, all right, just don't do this again. And it was like, oh my God, Jason was cracking up. And then they figured, well, I'm, I'm Spain's problem. <laughs> leaving Spain, I thought, well, we might have to rent a car or take a ferry across. Who knows? Will they be as lax as Italy? Oh, even easier. Showed him my driver's license. She didn't even take it out of my hand. Never had to show really much of anything going through security. And voila, <laughs> I'm an American citizen traveling through two uh, European countries without a passport. It was possible. Kind of. I guess if you, you profile. Of, you have a lot of, you have a lot of documents that True. You live here. True. But I was still kind of surprised. I don't think that would have happened in the States. No. Would have been a little more cut and dry. Yes. Yes. They, we are more about the uh, letter than the spirit, mm-hmm. I would have to say, especially dealing with that kind of stuff. They love to make – pull the power move. This, oh, the, yeah, the, yeah, la- yeah. the lady in Italy was like, yeah, it's the last flight of the day. Exactly. Just get, get on the It's plane. way more just like don't – cause any don't make me fill out papers (laughs) (laughs) exactly i know i thought i'm probably gonna have to fill something out and then it was like nope just just go oh my gosh the pro- so what have we been doing since we returned the property search continues we are still looking for the uh next home of la tavola marque which is our agriturismo and cooking school that will be in the good hand the uh Safe hands of some new owners that we'll get ready. We're going to do all this stuff eventually. We're just not ready to do the whole announcement and all that kind of stuff. Correct? we got a big rollout. Big rollout. Big plans. Exciting. <laughs> but uh, we keep looking at houses, and it's really funny because what's our favorite phrase now? Oh, si può fare. Si, si può fare. If you, you can make it. You can make it. Uh, you could do this. You could do that. Oh, you could put a pool in the kitchen. So we go, to these ha- we go to these places, which all of them sit on gorgeous pieces of property. That's not what we're talking about. It's rolling hills, lush green, you know, mount, uh, hillsides, block, uh, the whole whole nine. The houses on the other hand are in, on the other hand are in various states of, from absolutely just restored to 
oh my god, the seventies puked everywhere in this whole house. To it is in it. They are calling this uh, livable, but it is barely. <laughs> Where it's still super stone, like very wet, like it could go run the gamut. But the best part, the crappier and the more uh, <laughs> the more work a house needs, the more the owner will use the phrase "sipofares." You can in, you can make it. Um, so even before we arrive at these houses, we try to, we, we tough, we talk tough in the car and we're like, okay, if, if, if you, uh, if you, if we're not interested, you can tell on the outside, let's not waste their time. Let's not waste our time. Let's just, um, you know, say thanks so much and keep on moving. And oh my God, the hard thing is sticking to that because you show up and you go, oh my God, this house is definitely not. It's not it. You just know. But the owner is so jovial. He's so hopeful. He's started a fire. He's making you eat panettone. Again. And you, then you have to see every freaking room, hear all the sepulfares, and it is like, oh, my God, 45 minutes later. Then it's like, let's walk the garden and the land. And it, like Jason said, it's freaking spectacular. We were just walking through these vines that were so beautiful and the views surrounding it. It's like, oh my God, what you could do. But yeah, Sipofari. You'd have to Sipofari Nuova Casa. You could make a whole new freaking house. So the best one we've had was a basically a barn that looked like it was two-story barn with no walls, just the root, like a corrugated roof and these pieces. It's the kind of barn you'd see straight out of the South in America, straight out of some abandoned place out here in Italy, where, yeah, it's just put together with, like... Old wood. Of and just scrap. Yeah. Scraps of everything. It was two stories, and I wouldn't walk into this thing if you paid me. It looked like it was... Uh, a stiff breeze will blow this thing over in two seconds. And we go to look, we go over to look at it, and the owner... You can make... Four or five apartments here, a living space for you, a, a or a huge kitchen. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I guess you could also make the Taj Mahal. And it was so unbelievable. I like just thought, a, is he is he really saying that? Like what? This it was that was that was the most unbelievable for sure. So the, it continues. It's gonna. This is how it's gonna have to be, and um, it'll be a hundred of these, and then the one that will. F- just, we'll find it. We'll find it. Yes, we will. So but, it's exciting, though. It's really fun, and I think it will give a whole breath of fresh air to uh, the new chapter for Latavo Marque. Absolutely, but uh, but still vent a little bit. How much? How, how oh. long does it like the other? Yet last. Oh my night. god! So yesterday I got a phone call <laughs> from an estate go, agent. From an estate agent, and he says uh, he just jumps right in. He goes, "Yes, uh, you sent an email." Regarding property number 151. <laughs> I was like, what? I said, where? You're calling for Rubino? Who is this? And it was just like, no pretext. He goes, yes, yes. You sent an email before the holidays um, regarding property 151, and we've just returned. And I thought, oh, well, that's a nice holiday. <laughs> and so he's just now getting back to me about this property. And I was like, can you just send me an email so I even know which property you're talking about? Haven't received an email. So it is hysterical. Marco, the wonderful Marco of Marco's Way, who um, does fantastic wine tours out here he has been helping us tremendously with some of uh, his local connections in the Senegalia Ostrayesi area so it's been fun to expand our search down there and having a uh, local in 
as well. Because sometimes we went to one property and they didn't want to talk to us. And then Marco said his name and his last name. And they said, oh, oh, I know your uncle. All right. All right. Come on in. So in Italy, you need an inside man. It's Yeah. It's still way easier when you have – well, obviously. But – just some of these things aren't even on the online or, you know, they don't really have estate agents. No, I was thinking about like when you're driving around in the States, you see for sale signs. It's like that doesn't exist here. That would be so much fun if it did to see places. Well, you'll see like homemade ones that'll say. But barely. Yeah. That's not. It's not not like, oh, and then here's a sheet of information or. (laughs) You can't even get the estate agents to call you back. You wanted to have information at the house and the sign. That's ridiculous. That is crazy. (laughs) You might, you might, you might screw up and sell one. Well, speaking of crazy Italian um, things, I'm sure you guys, if you're listening to this podcast, you have probably heard the Italian olive oil mafiosa scandal that was broke um, on 2020, like two weeks ago. And the big news was that 75 to 85% of what is sold in America as extra virgin olive oil ain't. <laughs> and every, and I guess this is, did not make the news in Italy because I think this is like a no shit kind of thing. Totally. It's a no shit. But it's just – they're like, oh, wow, someone's finally talking about it there. How did they not expect it? It's just kind of hysterical because we're talking like the number one brands in the States are uh, made with um, like oils of seeds, like sunflower oil with a drop of chlorophyll in it to give it a different color and kind of that cloudiness. Or very little extra virgin and maybe 10 or 20 uh, – you watched the thing on 2020. It was, it was a pretty big deal last week but, yeah you um, can check out the olive oil times or there's a podcast called on olive oil and they have an interview with a guy named tom Mueller, and they get real in depth on it and it was really interesting because last year we we had a all over italy this um horrible season for olive trees there was a disease that wiped uh, out a large percentage of them and the uh Price and quality, the price of olive oil in Italy shot up and the quality almost doubled doubled and tripled. And uh, the quality went way down. And um, we would talk about this with our guests all the time, and everyone would look at us like, nope. I don't know. The price of olive oil hasn't changed in anywhere else. And it's like, how is that possible? That's what I keep thinking. How is that possible? There's just not any of it. And it, how is it just the same price? Well, it's not really olive oil. So they don't have the same uh, price fluxes we were affected with. Um, but some of the things when you go to get a, a, a real a real extra virgin olive oil is, um, one, you get what you pay for. It's not cheap. No. And you can do a little research. If you've traveled and liked it, um, bring their information with you. Ask if they ship. Um, look at the back of the labels, see if it has more information than just made in Italy. If it actually has a region like Puglia, um, something like, like some more indicators of a farm or a frontoio where it was, uh, the mill where it was actually made into oil is good. But we were talking to Gaji about it and they were, he was saying that, um, in Fano, some guys who he knows, some oldies with, um, just a few trees, um, took their grapes of uh, grapes took their olives to the press and they swapped it out on them really yes so he was like you can't trust him it's go it's uh that the, the olive oil price has gone up so much and everything that even at the frontoyo infano so the frontoyo is the mill where you take the uh the um olives to be pressed mm-hmm. 
Um, that's but crazy. this year it's supposed to be better. It's supposed to be better, but they did lose like there was a lot of cutting of trees to get this disease out. So interesting. Check that out. Um, the Godster. We mentioned the Godster. <laughs> um, loyal listeners of the podcast will know our adopted uh, Papa, Doctor Gaji. And uh, we went and did our tr- annual sausage and salami making with him and his friend uh, Vittorio, who's 82. Uh huh. 82 now. And um, it's something we do as tradition. These are the two guys who taught me how to make uh, sausages. Ashley made a great video of the two of them, their c- characters. Um, we have. You can find it. It's called, um, I think it's just called Two Italian, a lesson in salami and sausage making by two Italians. Um, and we do this because it's tradition. I don't know. We do, we have all the equipment ourselves now, but I don't know. It's good to go. It it's is. It's just tradition. Go. It's nice. It's really sweet, but it's absolutely hysterical and a test in patience every year. Um, it's like Groundhog's Day. It is the same goddamn mistakes or the same goddamn conversations or arguments every single year. Are- That's why I've never made another real video about it because... It's the same. <laughs> it's the exact same. Whether it's the weights, it's the measuring no, out the it's, salt. It's always the grind of the pepper. It's, <laughs> it's a big discussion about if it's too fine or too coarse. This year I brought it, so of course it was all wrong. Too fine. <laughs> Way too fine. Um, salt. Constant debate about the amount of salt to add. Um, Vittorio's been making these 50 years, if not more. Um, we do the same thing every goddamn year. So how is there any debate? Just do the math. Just, just do on, the math. Just do the math. We were doing, and speaking of doing the math, we were periscoping, which was super fun. And if you tuned in, thanks for watching. Make sure to follow us on Periscope at Ashley Bartner and don't miss another one of these. We did some from Barcelona as well. But uh, so, so we're, we're looking for a calculator and Jason's like, we have people watching from all over the world. Ask one of them. I'm sure someone's got a calculator. And sure enough, someone comes up with 594. We're like, doctor, doctor, it's 594. And he's like, ah, so it's another 90 seconds, minute and a half, like looking up. Same thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know it was. That was the joke. Oh, yeah. of one half a dozen of the other um <laughs> and finally he's like five nine four i'm like no shit we told you that so he just has he can never trust anyone he has to figure it out for himself then it comes to i don't know he can't fill it up at the right pace and it's jason's fault vittorio is like get out of the way let me do it jason and they immediately do it perfect and he's just like get out of here it's just he's honoring as it well it's his, well, i've i've realized it's his one time a year to get to play with the sausage we do it several times we do yeah cooking classes with sausage making so God, and then vittorio does a ton, ton. so um it's you know, Gaji gets to play in the sand. He gets to build sand castles. He's not very good at making sausages. <laughs> okay, so why is, how do we know he's not very good at making? What do I mean by that? Because when you make the sausages, you have to get the right one person cranks, or if you get really good, you can crank by yourself and do it at the same time. But, oh, that's difficult. Uh, one person cranks, and the other person lets the has to control the speed at which the casing comes off the little nipple um if it comes off too fast you'll it'll be thick in some areas and not all the way filled in other areas or worse there'll be pockets where there's nothing or air too slow it fills it up too much and it 
busts it like a water balloon. That's it. Um, but if you get it right, you can do it really quick. It's just like, you know, it just, just comes right. Up. You get yep. the pace right off and you can bang through a lot of them. Well, of course, God, the God still only does it once a year. So he's not very uh, proficient or good at it. And of course, what was the reason? What was Whose fault was it that the uh, things kept busting? Yours, because you bought the wrong casings. I bought the casings <laughs> that were not. These casings are no good. Casings are no. They're too small. God. So then I, I <laughs> give a little feel to the water because like a rubber balloon, if you, you put the uh, casings in a little warm warm water and it lets them relax Stay elastic. Stretch, elastic. elastic and stretch. Well, the water is freezing cold. I go, let's f- switch out the water. You'll have, no, nah, it's the, it's the, grabs another one, busts it. Nah, it's these, and then it's, he walks away doing, mumbling about something. Victoria walks over nonchalantly and touches the water and, and, and then he says, too cold. And it's like, it was just, it's was, a comedy of errors in a silent film. It's a hysterical silent film, these two. Even if you don't understand Italian, it, they are so funny to watch because they're so, uh, <sighs> oh, perfect. I thought, yeah. <laughs> but if it went smoothly and if it went smoothly, and there's no arguing, it would not be the same. Like no. that's what you need. And then I love, we stop for lunch and we have a nice big lunch and Jason makes a sugo and, and there was a lot of talk that he made, he just bought too much pasta, way too much pasta. <laughs> so there was six of us. I made seven eggs of pasta. Usually I make one egg per person, but this was, this was the only thing we were going to eat was pasta and sugo for lunch. Um, so I made seven eggs for six people, not the end of the world. Um, None. Wow, there was a lot of discussion. Who's going to eat all this? Who's going to eat all this? Well, how many portions do you think Yilly? And then sh- then uh, Antonella, <laughs> Victoria's wife's like, oh, I, I couldn't possibly eat. Uh, um, even, 100 grams. Yeah, of... even 100 grams. And then he was like, are you crazy, woman? When we have pasta for lunch, we have 250 whatever grams. And this was a 10-minute. This seriously went on for quite some time. So she makes it. She ends up making all the pasta. Gone. And it's all gone. <laughs> Italians can eat pasta, I'm telling you. They love, they eat the crap out of it. And this. they love the meat that's left. Yeah, over. so I know my, one thing I do know is I always know my audience. I'm, I'm really good at that. So the older Italians love to, when you serve them, the meat that you stewed in the sauce after the pasta. So um, me, um, I just did a capon and I did uh, pork, pork ribs and um, what else was in there? Like, I know. Oh, um, maybe that's it. Well, anyway. Something else with some bone. But they love it. They love to eat that after. And mm-hmm. sure enough, destroyed. Destroyed. <laughs> destroyed. So um, after lunch, we weigh it all out. Um, we weigh it out again and divvy it all up. And um, it's me and Gaji together. And he oh insists on putting red uh, string on all the ones that he wants. And I go, well, doctor, it doesn't matter. We'll just, after it's done drying, cause it's got to go up in our plate in our, one of the apartments to dry for a month. Uh, so we can then, um, keep it f- all year long. Oh no, no, no. These are the ones that I want. <laughs> these are the this ones. Again, it's want. something that happens every year and I just don't get it. We make them together. They all dry in the same place. They're all done at the same time. Let's just split it up at the end. No, he has to again, take another 20 minutes and pick cherry, pick his favorite links of sausages, his favorite, and then weigh it all out to make sure. And then if he's like half a, key, a kilo over what the half 
rate is for Jason and he's like, oh, oh, uh, let me cut that one sausage off. Like, and we're like, no, just, don't just don't cut it off. Just God, leave just it because now it. you made two short ones and it's harder to hang. <laughs> just leave them long. He well, makes everything difficult. <laughs> but it's awesome. I love it. Every time we, we do a project with him, it's a disaster and I come away from it. So angry. Well, not like, it's just, I love it. Like, in, after I take a step back and, and it, you know, it's over, I always have, a, it's always make a great story and puts a smile on my face. In the moment, it drives me insane. insane. So <laughs> what I need to do and what I did with this sausage one is I kind of step, let him do his thing because one day God sure isn't going to be here and we're not going to get to do these things together and I'm going to really miss that. So while we have this opportunity to be together, I really wanted to enjoy it, and I did. I stepped back. If you watch me, I stepped back and let the whole thing play out. It's just like, how do we do this every – I love it. I love it. He talks so much smack, too. It is so funny. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, coming up this week, what do we got going on? We got uh, cold weather. Winter is finally here, so uh, off and on snow in the forecast. We will continue. I think Tuesday we're going to – Go look at more houses. I think so. Tuesday, we're going to go look at more houses. We um, might have to take a trip up to Milan for a night or two to go do some. It's really funny. I love where we live. It's the it's beautiful, the middle of the countryside. But if you have to do any kind of thing that has to do with international business or it's not happening here, um, anything that ha- doesn't have to do with local. Ad- the world I life don't in, know. in Italy right here, you're screwed. So we have to go take a train up to Milan to uh, go I've figure that out. I've never been to Milan. That is true. I've never been to Milan other than uh, the train station. Yeah, I've been to the train station and the airport. And the airport. We're not. You went to a grocery store there and I was jealous. No, it was outside of Milan. Yeah. It wasn't in Milan. Oh, okay. It was like on the way to. It was like a suburb of Milan. It was giant. I remember. Awesome. This was like we, eight years ago. Uh, I was <laughs> dropping. At, so Ashley's sister stayed with us for the first six months that we were here. And her, you know, six months later, her plane was out of Milan. So I drove her up to Milan. And on the way home, um, I saw this giant gross, like the Ameri- you know, like Costco size grocery store. And it was just you know, parking lot that looked like it was America. And it was like, oh, my God, what is in there? And I, had, <laughs> the, I had to stop. Because, you know, it was, it was a real shock for us um, at first because there is no big grocery. There, you know, you piecemeal every – now it's normal. You know, you have your shops that you go to and here, you know, yeah, this is where I get my fish and this is where I get my meat and this is where I get my dry goods and bread's over here and veggies are – so now it's, it's normal. But at the first six months – when I saw it, it was like a oasis. It was just like, oh. And I went and it was packed and they had a huge section for cheese and, you know, like a normal giant <laughs> grocery store. And it just, I was mesmerized. I don't know how we got to that. That Oh, Milan. Milan. But yeah, other than that, we're not, I don't know, after eight or nine years in, in New York, I'm not really interested eh. in cities eh. anymore. Eh. It's a little saucy. A little saucy. I'm not so interested. But we'll let you know when we get back. When we get back, we're going to be going there. Um, yeah, we've got lots of winter travels. So even though, um, th- yes, the podcast will will keep coming, doing them, but there'll be a bit more about, yes, the property search, kind of the new chapter of our life in Italy with our new business, and many more travels to tell you guys about. Yeah, a little bit away from uh, locally what we do mm-hmm. year in and year out, because for, for, to be quite honest, we're kind of bored with that. Yeah. 
switch it up. Switch it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's not that we're not going to be doing that. We're just not going to be yapping at it on a podcast. No, but something you will be embarrassed that I'll bring up is we did watch Top Chef again. He doesn't want to watch it, but I did. And why were they using truffles so much? Why were they using tr- That's just... All right, we don't have to stop. I that. hate these shows. I I'll really just ask the it. audience. My brother, <laughs> my brother loves. And he talks it up. So then I think, oh gosh, I guess I do want to watch one more episode. Like we said, we've never watched it before. So now that I'm like, woman oh, annoys me, Padma. Padma. Yeah, is this supposed to be like that? <laughs> I did is it a really supposed good. Supposed to be burned like I that. I don't know. I'm sure a lot of you guys watch this show. I just can't. It's, I guess it's if you're like. Um, a mechanic and you watch like the garage show or if Probably. you're a, like uh i don't know i just hate those shows no but they just kept they were like over truffling things that was just really we- yeah that that was weird all right so like um the song of the week is Guantanamero by zucchero <laughs> and i picked that song because it is in two of my instagram videos that i did for the mercer hotel and why i picked that song is for those videos is it's a great Spanish fun feel, but done by an Italian, and that is the same as their new head chef. And I don't know if it's Spanish. I don't know if it's the Wontanamero Spanish or Cuban or. Well, like, it's in Spanish. In Sp- it's in Spanish. <laughs> That's yes. <laughs> That's all I know. Maybe it's Mexico. Just like anything <laughs> south of San Diego is Mexico, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy your week. Thanks for tuning in. Um, you can find us. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Ashley Bartner. You can find us on uh, Facebook at Ashley Bartner or No Half Measures. Or keep following La Tavola Marque. Have a great day. Thanks, kiddos, for listening. We'll kiddos. do it again. <laughs> we'll do it again some other time. And um, stay tuned for the song of the week. Have a good one. Ciao. 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 I totally forgot. So I'm doing this at the end. Go Hawks! Woo! Sincero, de donde crece la palma, yo soy un hombre sincero, de donde crece la palma, y antes de morir me quiero echar mis versos del alma.
Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiri Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com. That's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com and find out how to submit your show. 